Peace be with you. Amen. Make sure you're sharing that. The peace of Christ be with you. Typing that in. Oh, it's so good to be here again on another beautiful Sunday. The Lord is certainly blessing us that here we are, our third Sunday here in the parking lot. And it is again a gorgeous morning. Blue skies, a little wind coming through, nice and cool. Oh, God is good. God is good. And it is good to be in the house of the Lord, in his dwelling, all of the earth. I am Pastor Ty Kordamash, and I am, um, as always, excited to bring a word for you this morning. Um, so would you pray with me as we begin? Holy and gracious God, we just thank you for this, for this time, for this day, and an opportunity to be with you in your presence as you draw us closer to you and to one another. God, we pray that you would just pour out your blessing upon our hearing. And God, I pray that you would take these words of mine and that you would turn them from water into wine. Because God, you say that you shame the foolish. You, sorry, God, you shame the wise with the things of the foolish, the things that make no sense. God, you can use in a mighty and powerful way. So God, do it again here in our presence. We give you glory and honor and praise. Amen. Well, I have really this week just, I have needed to laugh. Anybody just need to laugh? I mean, I have just needed to be surrounded with the joy of the Lord. And, and it's, been a, it's been a challenge. I don't know about you, but I am really grateful as I shared that I wanted to talk about laughter this morning. Our children's director, Susan Winters, um, she has been putting, first of all, if you don't know, she has been putting incredible stuff together for our kids and um, so if you haven't seen it or, or if you know a kid who isn't connected to it, please let us know because they're, they need to see this stuff. It's been so good. Well, she shared a couple jokes, and I couldn't resist. So I'm stealing Miss Susan's jokes, and I'm going to share them with you to get us started. Are you ready? Okay. All right. Here we go. Here's the first one. Where do you learn how to make a banana split? In Sunday school, get it? Sunday school. That's a good. Yeah, right. Thanks. That's a good one. <laughs> All right. Here's a knock, knock. Ready? Knock, knock. Wooden shoe. Wouldn't you like to hear another joke? <laughs> Too bad. One more. One more. One more. What do cows like to eat? Smoothies. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a groaner. <laughs> For sure. For sure. All right, but jokes can be so fun, especially those ones that just get little kids, oh, right? To watch a little kid belly laugh is probably the best thing in the world because it causes us to belly laugh as well. It's a beautiful thing, the way laughter can be so contagious. Those simple, silly things, right, that can just put a smile on our face, bring cheer to our hearts. Like I said, I've, I will confess that I have been struggling. It has been hard to be surrounded and, and hearing of all of, 
of just the confusion and all of the virus stuff and all of the uh, just the racism stuff. I mean, it is real. It is a reality in our lives. There are things that we can do and things that we need to work towards, but it can be overwhelming. It can be so overwhelming, the reality of the brokenness of our world, the brokenness of the lives that we find ourselves living, right? Because even though we know the love of God, even though we have the salvation of Jesus Christ, we all fall into things, don't we? I mean, we, could, we should be able to confess that we realize there are things even about ourselves that cause us to, to or need us to acknowledge that, yes, that is a sinful outlook or that is a sinful view or I have not approached that well. And it can be hard. And, and some, but sometimes before we're able to acknowledge it, we can, we can get caught up in a blame game. Anybody else? I mean, I will confess that there are some moments that I've experienced recently where I could say I've tried to point a finger or I have wanted to. Well, if such and so, well, if lawmakers, well, if, if this system that we're a part of, and then if it weren't for the employer that I have, or if it weren't for this broken down car, if it weren't for, and we could list, the list could go on and on and on. If it weren't for that diagnosis, or if that doctor had paid better attention, and we can just continue to make list after list of all of the things that we could claim are wrong, and bad and have happened to us and and we can just get caught in that downward spiral i should have i could have why didn't this happen that way why didn't it happen that way and it can be hard to pull yourself back up it can be hard to find joy in the midst of a time that is so overwhelming and can be so consuming. We may even find ourselves mad at God on occasion. We may even find ourselves mad at God. And there are some, maybe even ourselves, who have had those moments, who have had those seasons even, where we were just angry. But there are there are several places, several places in Scripture that talk about laughter and cheer and joy. So I want to direct us to those places. We need to go to the rock. We need to go to the one that is higher than ourselves. We need to go to God's word. I mean, that's what we should be doing anyways, right? All circumstances should drive us and lead us to God's word. So a couple of them that I want to just highlight. Do you recall the story of Job? The story of Job. So Job was a righteous man who loved the Lord, and he had, he had a really good life. 
he had a great wife and he had all these children and, and, and all his land and, and he was just, he was doing well. Things were good and he was praising God and living his life for the Lord. And the devil said, hey God, uh, I want to I tempt him. I want to see how faithful he really is. And God said, okay, you can tempt him. And so things started crumbling in Job's life. He no longer had the business that he had. His children died. His wife died. He became ill. He, he, was, he was plagued with these boils. And, and everyone around him said, what have you done? You must have done something to deserve this. He had some friends that came and tried to cheer him up. But in all of those chapters, which were more than just the, that number of days, Job continued to be faithful to God, saying, no, God would not have caused this. While it may have happened to me, God is still good. And while he had conversations with God and conversations with friends, he remained faithful to God. One of his friends, though, in the midst of his trying to offer Job some suggestions, he said this about God. His friend said to Job, God will yet fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouts of joy. Anybody ever had a, an experience, something that was really difficult you were going through, and, and you had somebody say something to you that you just thought at the moment, well, that's not helpful, <laughs> right? Anybody ever come to you and, and try to give a word of encouragement or hope? Something like, trust God. God is with you. Or maybe even something like joy will come in the morning or, or those who weep will also laugh. Job heard a word from his friend saying, God will put laughter in your mouth. And that was in chapter 8. There are a lot more chapters to go before Job felt that laughter come back, before Job had that joy return. But that doesn't mean those words were not true. Laughter did return to Job's mouth and joy to his heart. How about, how about the Sermon on the Mount? Right In Luke, one of the things, that, there's all kinds of blessings. Blessed are those who, for they, something, something, right? And one of them, in Luke chapter 6, verse 21, Jesus says, Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. I, that makes me think of, um, you know, any time that we might be in, in a time of mourning or grief, how many of you maybe have had this experience? Some of you, maybe even in the last few weeks, where there's been someone that you love who has passed, and you find yourself coming together with family or friends, and all of a sudden, in the midst of your weeping, in the midst of your grief, 
you begin to share stories. And those stories put a smile on your face. And you may even find yourselves, even with, with the dampness of tears still on your face, laughing with joy in the memories of those that you have just lost. One of the things, we have so many great stories of my glitter grand. One of them um, that I want to share with you now. <laughs> my brother has a dog. His name is Jake, and he's a German shepherd, and he loves to fetch a ball. He loves to fetch a ball. Well, he was at my mom and my grandmother's house because my brother was away. My mom had gone to work, and my grandmother just felt so bad that the poor dog was, you know, he couldn't play. He brought the ball to her, but she didn't want to touch it. Because if you've ever played ball with a dog, right, that ball gets pretty slobbery and gross. So she went into the kitchen. She went into the kitchen, and she found a pair of tongs. And she took it back out to the living room, sat in her chair. Jake brought her the ball. She picked it up with the tongs and threw it across the living room. And they continued to play for an hour. <laughs> she used tongs. But we would laugh, oh my, would we laugh about the things that she came up with. She also swore she hated animals. So it was also funny that she actually played with the dog. Uh, but there are stories, right, that just get our family and our friends laughing that even in the midst of weeping, we can find joy. One other one that I want to share with you, the story of Abraham and Sarah. If you know Abraham and Sarah, Abraham had been promised by God that he would be the father of many nations. And here Abraham and Sarah were in their late years, in, in their uh, almost 90, whenever they received a word from the Lord that Sarah would have a child. And she laughed as she overheard that. A laugh of disbelief. Oh, right. There is no way that in my old age, she said, that I will have a child. And yet nine months later, she did have a child. And she named that child Isaac, which means he laughs. And then she said, God has brought me laughter. And everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. Laughter. Something that was so unbelievable had come to pass. Something that was seemingly impossible. That calls us to remember that with God, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible, for he even raises the dead. So what is bringing you joy? What makes you laugh? I, I put a little poll out. I asked the question uh, a couple days ago on Facebook. I just said, hey, friends, what's something that's made you laugh in the last couple of weeks? I had a lot of people comment, family, Maybe their children or grandchildren, a picture of some kind. Uh, a good friend of mine was watching her nieces and nephew, and they just decided to moon her one day. <laughs> just 
dropped their drawers and showed her a few moons. I have another friend who shared how she was at the pool with her mother in their backyard, and for whatever reason, her mom was distracted, forgetting that as she walked through their pool, it would slope down, and all of a sudden, they heard, Woo! <laughs> it was her own pool. <laughs> they talk, somebody talked about giving, giving her spouse a haircut. Oh, that was, that was something that they were laughing about. That's a good memory. Somebody else said how, how now that we haven't had haircuts in a while, people are looking more like their pets. <laughs> there was someone else who suggested that the Browns might win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> there were so many. One of my favorite, of course, was a picture shared by our own Marsha Parkhill of Kent who I guess he falls off ladders quite regularly. Yeah, quite regularly. So he had staged a, a fake fall, but it looked awful real to me. <laughs> it was a good one. It was a good one. But there are so many things that, that are simple, and yet they make us laugh. They bring joy to our hearts. They are things that we will remember because of the joy that they bring. But God calls us to his word. So in, that's why we, we recalled those, those three stories in scripture. But I also want us to hear how God desires that we would take delight in him. That we would find joy in God alone. In God alone. Jesus said to his disciples as he was preparing to leave, to leave them. He said, you know, not to take, not, not to worry, to be at peace. But he said that no one can take away your joy. Our joy is Jesus himself. The salvation that we have because of him. The life that we have through him. And it is very true. No one, nothing can take that joy from us. So when we're finding ourselves overwhelmed, when we're finding ourselves unable to seem to, to break a thought process that just has us down, we need to go to the rock, to the one that is higher than us, whose understanding is greater than our own, to go to God's word, to remember that that no one can take that joy from us. Nothing, no circumstance, no person can take that joy from us. And that God's desire is that we would delight in him. Our joy, Jesus Christ, his life, his death, his resurrection, his reign, all that we have because of him. So I want to challenge you to ask the Lord to delight you. Ask the Lord if he would delight you to show you something, to help you see his great love for you. If you do, you will be pleasantly surprised 
as he finds a way, whether through someone else or his very creation, to put a smile on your face when you least expect it. I've seen it over and over and over again. When I've said, God, will you just let me know? Just let me know that you see me, that you love me, that you care for me, that I'm not alone, that you desire that I would delight in you. So delight me, Lord. And there again and again, something or someone pops up, passes by, makes a call or a text, and I find my heart warmed and full of cheer, knowing that it is none other than God who has delighted me as I have taken delight in him. Will you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, you are so good. You are true. You are faithful. You are holy. You love each one of us and desire that we would know that full and complete joy that is from you and you alone. God, I pray that you would delight everyone hearing this, that there would be a way even today that something catches their eye and puts a smile on their face and they know it is because of you. Thank you, God, for the healing that laughter brings to our bones. It is such good medicine to know your joy, to know that your desire is that it would be complete in us. Thank you, God. We believe and declare that nothing and no one will ever steal that joy from us. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.